Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the second to last NBA slate uh, before the All-Star break. We have 11 games on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make content for prize picks for daily fantasy sports and for NBA Top Shot. Um, premium content, I do offer that on patreon.com for uh, DFS. If you want more in-depth content, check it out below. And the sponsor of this video, guys, is Thrive Fantasy. So if you're not familiar with Thrive Fantasy, it is a player prop site where you're actually building out a lineup on player props, and then you can enter that into contests. So how it works is uh, you pick 10 of the 20 player props, uh, and the less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive if it hits. So let's see. For example, Trey Young, 27 and a half points. Um, the over is more likely to hit, but you only get 95 points if it hits. The under, a little bit less likely to hit, but you get 105 points if you do get that right. So that's how it works. Again, there's 20 player props. Um, so obviously there's some game theory involved. Uh, and yeah, there's a pretty big edge here. There's no one's, there's no content at all out here, out there for Thrive Fantasy. So a lot of dead money for sure. But yeah, if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. So that's basically a free $100 to play with on the site. Okay, so um, before we get into players and prices, let's take a look back my lineup here from tonight. So tonight, great night. Could have been a massive night, though, if the chalkiest game of the night did not go to overtime. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, so... I once again went a little bit contrarian and full stacked the Pacers and the Bucks game. Um, so I had Halliburton, Heal, Jalen Smith, and Lance, and then I ran it back with Giannis and the Cup. So here's my thinking on this, right? We knew like yeah, like people were just gonna avoid Giannis or luck in the game, like, oh, that game's just gonna blow out, right? And people were just just gonna avoid Giannis. But I was like, all right, what if it stays close? Right? What what if this game stays close? Well, number one. It's a fantastic matchup for Giannis, and no one's going to play him. So you're going to get like a low on Giannis in a smash spot if the, the game stays close. Sign me up for that, right? 74 fancy ones for Giannis and only 13% ownership. 50 bomb, 50 real-life points. And then on the opposite side, the reason I like this stack so much for tournaments was the Pacers, right? They ran a very, they've been running a very tight rotation over the last couple of games. You've seen like 40 minutes a game from Halliburton Heald. So I went to a low on Halliburton. He had a solid game relatively like not super low 28 healed massive game went for 50 fancy points again he shot one of 13 i think from three last game uh, but he's just chucking up a ton of shots jalen smith was in foul trouble the entire game he could have had a much better game uh and then lance stevenson was solid uh both those guys very very chalky um tyus jones uh was so uh, I made a look like Tyus Jones versus Quentin Grimes last slate. Like Tyus Jones is a chalky play. Like that is chalk I'm willing to eat, right? When you have a high, use, like a good point for a guy, high usage guy that is, you know, projected to get a lot more minutes. That is, that is chalk that I'm just, you know, nom, nom, nom. Give me that chalk, right? I'm going to eat that. Um, as opposed to like a low usage guy that needs the minutes to be there, right? That's, that's more chalk that I'm willing to fade. So um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the Patreon. I was like, no, I was like, yeah, I am eating this Tyus Jones chalk no matter what. Um, and then yeah, D didn't he got did get overtime, but did nothing in the overtime. Again, it was just Cat who smashed. Uh, again, I lost a good chunk of money from that game going to OT, which was tilting, but again, what can you do? And then can we, can we talk about Clint Capella? I mean, I know he was massive chalk everywhere, especially in high stakes, but is he serious? 21 fancy points without John Collins. Really, bro? 
Like, really? Um, but, yeah, guys, that is it for the look back. So, really, really good night. Again, I was uh, sweating a potential takedown, but then the overtime definitely uh, uh, ruined my takedown uh, chances. But... Um, still a really good night overall. So hoping to keep that going with two games left before two slates left before the all-star break. But, um, I was taking a look at some ownership in, um, high stakes. I was taking a look at uh, Justin's lineup. He played a pretty contrarian lineup. Um, but yeah, let's go to, um, let's go to the winning lineup right now in high stakes. So Garland, again, got his normal minutes, right? There was no restriction. Um, now I didn't see anything of that. Um, so yeah, he didn't, wasn't limited and he smashed. Uh, D'Lo, Buddy Heal, Jalen Smith, again, Capella was massive chalk and high six, as he should have been. I just, how does he bust, like, how does he not get value at least? Beats me. Um, Trey Young was really good as well. Um, Bridges, obviously overtime held, but Bridges smashed and then Tyus Jones. So that was the winning lineup. Let's see, was there any other ownership I wanted to mention? Um, yeah, Cat was pretty popular. Again, the overtime really hurt me a lot more than it helped me. Um... But, uh, yeah, I think that is really it with Batum on page for like 50 fans points right now. That's a little bit unreal. But, all right, so let's talk about 11 games, guys. A lot of games to talk about. So let's start off with the Atlanta side. And Trey Young, 9-4. I think this will be one of the more popular plays in the slate. Um, went for 60 fancy points tonight to play 35 minutes. Again, it's a great matchup. So, yeah, hard not to like Trey here. Um, as far as the bigs go, Clint Capella, 5.3. You got 31 minutes. You got to have short-term memory in DFS. Yes, he busted his massive chalk today, uh, but who cares, right? If he plays 30-plus minutes again, he's too cheap. As it, he should be, if he's going to play 30 minutes, over 30 minutes, he should be like 6.5 to 7K player. So, you know, it's hard, but you have to have short-term memory. I could care less what happened last game. Obviously, I'm tilted about it, but, like, that is not going to affect my decision-making for this upcoming slate. So, I think Capella, once again, looks really, really good. Ownership might drop a little bit on him. Um, as far as the secondary plays here go, so Bogdanovich at 5'5". Five, five, we probably see around 30 minutes from him. I think he's viable. Herder at 4'8", you know, again, probably around 30 minutes looks okay. DeAndre Hunter at 4.7K should see over 30 minutes. He played 30, 38 and 35. I think his minutes are the most secure. I think he makes a pretty safe play. I saw, what did Gallinari finish with minutes? 33 minutes, okay. I saw him play 19 first half minutes. I'm like, is Daniel Gallinari real about to play like 40 minutes? Finish with 33 minutes. But yeah, if he continues to start, I think he's a pretty decent value play. Okongu will play the backup five, but again, more of a contrarian GPP dart throw. And that is really it on the Magic side. So um, Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, Suggs, he's going to be the guys leading the offense. Now, Cole Anthony has really been struggling of late. Um, only went for 13 fancy points last game. Uh, but I always think he's viable in GPPs because we know the upside is there. We know he's a guy that can kind of do everything for the team. And Carter Jr. has been pretty consistent. Again, he's playing low 30s minutes. I think he makes for a good GPP play. And then Jalen Suggs, again, but a little bit up and down, but his ceiling is also there. So like those main three guys are like, I don't know if I get to any of them in a cash game setting. They're all pretty solid GPP plays. The rest of this team, I mean, Franz Wagner is just like a solid all-around player. He had a massive game last game. That was kind of an outlier, though, in my opinion. He's taken a little bit of backseat off um, offensively to uh, some of the other guys above him. Okiki at 4-6 did play a little bit more last game. Um, you know, he's been playing pretty well off the bench. I think he's a fair value play. Bamba's minutes been trending down, uh, but this is a bigger Atlanta front court, so maybe this is a game where Bamba pushes for like 25 minutes. Um, and then Gary Harris and Terrence Ross rival GBP plays again. Uh, Gary Harris did play a lot last game, but that was because you had Cole Anthony really struggle. So 
Um, if like Gary Harris gets a decent amount of ownership uh, for tomorrow's slate, I'm perfectly fine not having him. Detroit and Boston. So Cade Cunningham, uh, again, I went to him a low ownership last slate. He got massive foul trouble. So um, at a sub 7K price point, even though it's a tougher spot, I think he's in play for GPPs. Uh, Sadiq Beg, and he's been outperforming Jeremy Grant of late. He's been playing huge minutes. I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. As far as the bigs go, um, Stewart at 5-1 doesn't really stand out. I do think Marvin Bagley is a little bit interesting at 3-6. Played the backup 4, played 21 minutes. I think that's in play for GPPs for me, but that's really it. And the Boston side. So Boston's a team that's going to look pretty pretty appealing. We had Robert Williams miss the game today. And Marcus Smart, I'm I'm almost positive he's not going to play tomorrow. So uh, the two main studs in Tatum and Brown look good if you think the Pistons can keep the game competitive. And then Derek White most likely starts, and he's going to look like one of the better plays in the mid-range, so he's going to look really good. And then even Peyton Pritchard, I think, is going to look really solid. I'm going to assume he's going to play the backup point and probably play over 20 minutes, so Pritchard looks good. I think Derek White's going to look good. Horford is relatively popular if he starts the five. Again, a fair play. He got uh, he picked up two quick fouls, which I mentioned in Patreon. That, that could be a possibility. And that Daniel Tice could be a guy that you could go to at a 3K price point. Uh, for low ownership, Tice smashed uh, his 3K salary on for 27 fantasy points, but now he's at 4.4. Um, again, playable, but I think I'd rather go to Horford for just a little bit more. And then Grant Williams at 3-2, if he continues to start, I think he's a pretty good value play. Not a super, not a great point for a guy, but very, very cheap. So good amount to like here on the Boston side, Washington and Indiana. So Kuzma uh, let me down last slate, but this is a great matchup. The minutes are still there. So I still think he's a pretty solid play at the top. Um, Porzingis is continuing to be out and Rui is questionable. Um, Denny at 4.8 K had a really solid game last game in 31 minutes. Um, if there's no Rui Hashimura, I do think he gets a little bit of a bump. Um, the two guards and Neto and Ishmith both look fine. They're going to split the point guard duties. Thomas Bryant really only playing around 20 minutes. They're closing with Anthony Gill, but he's a, not a good point per minute guy. Um, you know, KCP should play around 30 minutes. He's always a viable value play. Corey Kispert at 4.3, should see around 30 minutes as well. Both those guys are kind of score independent, but viable options. So I think it's like Kuzma and then, you know, a good chunk of these guys that are playable, but I don't know if one of the values really stand out. Now on the Pacers side, there's a lot to like here, assuming Malcolm Brogdon can't go. And I see no reason why the Pacers are going to push him before the All-Star break. So if that is the case, I mean, Halliburton and Buddy Heald are, are going to look really good. Halliburton's going to play, you know, probably close to 40 minutes. He's going to do everything for the team. You know, a guy that has triple-double upside. And Buddy Heald's going to shoot the ball like 50 times, right? Uh, he shot 20 times uh, tonight, went for 49 fancy points. So I think those two guys look really, really solid. The Mets did go down a bit in a shaper set. He had been playing like close to 40 minutes. He only played 27 last game, which is a little bit concerning. Um, but yeah, if he if his minutes go back up to like mid-30s, I think he's definitely in play in the mid-range. He's shown an upside. Goga Bataze, the minutes have still been not great on him, but um, I think he's in play for GPPs. Terry Taylor got extended uh, the game tonight because you had Jalen Smith foul trouble. And we know Terry Taylor is actually not a bad point for a guy. Um, but if, yeah, Jalen Smith can stay out of foul trouble, I think he's the guy I prefer at 3.9K price. So he looks good. I think Lance Stevenson definitely in play. Um, didn't only play 19 minutes. We we're all expecting a little bit more, but, um, you know, Lance just a guy that's going to be productive when he's on the court. We did see some Kiefer Sykes run. Uh, he played 28 minutes. I was a little bit surprising. Um, don't know if we get those minutes again. Uh, but yeah, a lot to like in this game, in my opinion. Brooklyn and New York. So uh, the big three still out here for the Nets. Um, Andre Drummond, 5.8, I think is definitely in play. We know he's a good point for a guy. Played 24 minutes last game. The only downside of the Drummond is that, you know, the Nets have like so many centers. So if he does struggle, like 
They could technically limit his minutes. Seth Curry had a really big game last game, in his, or in his first game as a net. Over 38 fancy points, and he looks pretty good here in the mid-range. Um, Patty Mills has really been struggling of late. The minutes have still been there, but production's been way down in him. The price also went up after he was massive chalk last slate. Um, I think he's in play, but more of a contrarian option right now. Cam Thomas, minutes went down. He only put 26 off the bench, was a little, a little bit concerning. Again, Aldridge was the backup five. He played about 20 minutes. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, but again, more of a GPP play. Claxton was basically out of the rotation. Griffin basically out of the rotation. And then we just saw the massive game from Bruce Brown who played 38 minutes. Now, I don't know if we get 38 minutes again from Bruce Brown. If he starts, I think he's a pretty good value. Might be a little bit over-owned. Uh, we have seen throughout, you know, Steve Nash's career, uh, you know, coaching career that he will kind of just go with random rotations at times. So um, we'll see what the ownership is going to be on Bruce Brown, but I don't think his minutes are not like if Bruce Brown struggles, it could be a situation where they go, you know, a different direction. But I do think he's probably going to be one of the safer values, assuming that he does um, starts and probably be one more popular value place, I should say. Uh, James Johnson at 3-6, played 20 minutes off the bench. I think he's a viable GPP play. And that is really it on the Knicks side. So Still no RJ Barrett. Julius Randle, I think, makes for one of the safer spin-ups on the board. Like the matchup here, and he should play around 40 minutes. Randle looks good. Evan Fournier went for a 50-bomb last game. He also played 40 minutes in regulation. I think he's in play for GPPs. We saw a massive game from Mitchell Robinson as well. I mean, this guy has flashed some upside. Uh, I like hit, I like him for tournaments. Burks, Kemba Walker, minutes have not been great on either of these guys, but they're playable. We saw 27 minutes for Burks last game. We saw uh, 26 for Kemba. And then, yeah, Quentin Grimes, again, we know he was massive chalk last late. Shot 18 times, got two blocks and one steal. Not a super great point. Not a super, you know, high usage guy, obviously. Um, but if he continues to start, I think he's a, a solid value. Again, we'll see what the ownership's going to be on him tomorrow. Um, that's probably it. I mean, Reddish and, and Quickly, um, you know, been getting a little bit of run. Quickly shot 0 of 7 last game in 14 minutes. Um, but, like, again, could, like, here's another situation. Like, if Quickly plays well... He could play like 25 to 30 minutes and definitely outperform Grimes. We know they're going to go with a hot hand. Um, but yeah, if you want to quickly as a contrarian play last night, you got burned. O of seven shooting is a little bit unreal. Sacramento and Chicago. So uh, Sabonis and Fox, I think, are pretty good GPP plays. You know, uh, Sabonis only played 26 minutes. The game was a blowout. Uh, but again, the minutes have been a little bit concerning uh, recently here with him, even in competitive games. Like we were seeing 38 to 40 from him when he's a pacer. We're seeing like low 30s in competitive games, but this is a good matchup. So again, I kind of like him for GBPs. And he even said, yeah, he has to bounce back. He has to be more aggressive in the offensive end. So I think he's going to come out and be a lot more aggressive this game. So I like some bonus for tournaments. And I like Fox for tournaments. I don't know if I get to either in a cash game setting. And Fox, the peripheral stats have been down a little bit from him over the last couple games, which is a little bit concerning. Barnes to 6-3, kind of a neutral play. Um, Holiday Mitchell don't really stand out. If Jeremy Lamb can't go, I think DiVincenzo is playable for value. Played 27 minutes last game. Um, I think he is a guy you can look to. Mo Harkless minutes got cut last game, only played 18 after playing really well over the last couple of weeks. But if he starts, then sure, you can go to him as a contrarian value play. On the Chicago side, I like the matchup a lot for these guys. So Rose and Vooch both make for very safe spend-ups, in my opinion. Great spot, and they're just going to play huge minutes, right? You have There's no worry of minutes for these guys unless they get in foul trouble. So Vooch to Rose and both look very, very safe. And then Kobe White and Iowa both look safe in the mid-range, too. Kobe White had a phenomenal game in 34 minutes. Io was fine. I just this guy's been so up and down, but we know his ceiling is there. A guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. Javante Green is questionable. If he plays, he's a fair value play. If he misses, you know Troy Brown, Derek Jones Jr. should get more run. 
All right, Portland and Memphis. So uh, my boy, Yusuf Nurkic, has played great over the last month. Um, I mean, he's just rebounding the ball at a great rate. And, um, you know, Portland's been playing well. They really have. So I think Nurkic a pretty good GPP play. I don't think I get to him in a cash game setting. Same assignments, more of a tournament play, but uh, basically 50 bonds from him last couple of games. Josh Hart, I mentioned how I thought uh, two games ago was an outlier for his peripheral stats. I was like, hey, Josh Hart's a good rebounder. He's a guy that can get some assists. I don't think, you know, he's going to get one rebound and two assists again. And sure enough, went for five assists, seven rebounds. He was the guy that I mentioned to pair the chalk uh, bucks with that that other slate. Uh, it would have been Josh Hart, and he went absolutely off. So I like Josh Hart once again. I think he's going to play big minutes. Again, he's a guy that uh, can do it in a lot of different ways. And then Justice Winslow, I mean, he's played really well. Decent defender. Another guy kind of like Josh Hart. He's great at stuff in the stat sheet. So I think, you know, the main four guys here for Portland all look pretty good. Um, as far as the value goes, Alibi's at 4-7. Feels a little bit pricey. Um, ben Mackmore 4-4 does have some upside, but again, has to hit a shot to get value. So I don't know if I get to either of them. And then I'm probably not getting into the likes of like Watford or Greg Brown. I mean, they got extended a little bit last game because of the blowout. But let's move on to Memphis. So John Morant missed the game tonight. We'll see about his status for tomorrow. If John Morant can't go, again, Tyus Jones is going to start and probably going to be the chalkiest play of the slate at 3-1. Um, and then D'Anthony Melton should get more run to a 4.9K. Uh, he's going to look a little bit better. Then you should get a usage bump for these starters, like Triple J and Bain. Can we talk about Steven Adams? He had another big game. Tonight. I mean, what? Is he just the best center of all time now? Like, I, I play this guy a ton uh, this season, and every time he just, like, either lets me down or, like, plays, like, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, he's just absolutely smashing. Um, so, yeah, I think Adams is in play in the mid-range. And then, yeah, Triple J and Bain are the guys that have uh, you know, the big upside, I think they're uh, definitely viable um, if John Morant can't go. Um, probably it, though, and Clark will play the back of five. I don't think I get to any of the other value. Again, obviously, if John Morant's in, going to make the secondary appealings or secondary plays look less appealing and then kind of take Melson and Tyus Jones out of play. All right, a few games left here. Toronto and Minnesota. So the status of Fred Van Fleet is up in the air. He left the game last game, did not return. Um, if he can't go, uh, it's a big usage bump to Trent and Siakam. Now, Gary Trent, as you know, right, this is a possibility, right? If he does not hit his shots, as I always say, he has a low four. Two of 15 and seven fancy points last game. But when he's chalk, 60 fancy points can't miss. Um, now, obviously, again, that was a game without Van Fleet. Uh, but still, you know, four steals couldn't, me- or couldn't uh, miss um, when he was massive chalk. And I did not have him. But uh, yeah, so Siakam, again, Gary Trent, they look, uh, they're going to look better if Fred Van Fleet cannot go. The mid-range guys, like OG, Barnes, look fine. And then the bigs, I just don't know what's going to happen here. I, I have no idea what the, this grouping of Boucher, Thad Young, Achua, Pemberch. I mean, one of those guys probably starts if Van Fleet uh, can't go. But I just I just don't know what's going to happen in this rotation. Um, so it might be a situation where I just stay away from those guys. And the Minnesota side, so Ant-Man left the game today, did not return. If he's not available to play, I think Cat, D'Lo, you know, obviously get the usage bump. Both going to look pretty good. Um, you know, Cat, uh, Toronto's weak spot kind of against the bigs. And then DeAndre Russell is, is going to look, you know, a lot better without Ant- Anthony Edwards. So they are both going to look pretty good. Patrick Beverly, I think, is a pretty safe play at 5.1. And then just, you know, there should be more meds for like a grouping of guys like McDaniels, Beasley, Vanderbilt, all should get a little bit more run. Uh, if Anthony Edwards can't go. So we'll keep an eye on that one. San Antonio and OKC, DeJounte Murray, 11K. No issue going to him. Good matchup. Should play big minutes. Um, totally fine. Obviously, he's priced up, though. Pirtle at 7K. Eh. Keldon Johnson, Vassell, 5.75K, respectfully, don't really stand out. 
Um, not much else here. Josh Richardson probably available too, which makes the, the minutes for some of these secondary plays a little bit riskier. I mean, Zach Collins at 33, he's been playing the backup five. Like he's fine in a tournament setting, uh, but probably doesn't play more than 15 to 20 minutes. On the Thunder side, so the Thunder are a team that are pretty short-handed here. No Shea, no Dort, no Kenner Williams, no Ty Jerome, no Muscala, no Robinson Earl. So Josh Giddy at 8-3, um, played 39 minutes last game and did good overtime, so 34 in regulation. But he's going to have to do everything for this team. He had one for a triple-double last game, back-to-back triple-doubles for Giddy. Um, yeah, if he's going to play 35 minutes, I think he's firmly in plays this bend-up. Darius Baisley also been playing a lot in the back of five. He's been playing out of his mind, playing huge minutes too. I think he's a solid option there in the mid-range. Trey Mann should play big minutes, a little bit scoring dependent, but um, you know did have 30 real-life points last game. I think he's going to look pretty good. They started Roby, who got in some foul trouble last game, only played 22 minutes. I think him and Favors kind of split the center duties. Um, and then we should get Wiggins starting at the Flatman price. Had an awful game of 34 minutes, but again, did play 34 minutes, and it was only min-price, so... Um, a good amount to like here for the Thunder. Again, I'm, I'm guessing the starting lineup is going to be Giddy, Baisley, Mann, uh, Roby, and Wiggins. Then off the bench, you should have you should have Favors back up Roby. You should have Pokashevsky. I think he's a decent GBP play off the bench here. Um, you know, I think he gets a little bit more run. And then you're probably going to see Maladon in the rotation as well. All right, Houston Phoenix. So obviously a lot of blowout risk in this game. Houston's awful in a competitive game, though. If you think they can keep it close, Wood, KPJ, the two guys I'm looking to in GPPs. But that is probably it on the Phoenix side. So Chris Ball, Devin Booker. Again, there's obviously massive blowout risk, but they are going to have upside if Houston can keep the game competitive. Same with DeAndre Ayton. Um, but not a lot that stands out. Even a great matchup just because there's massive blowout risk. Um, again, though, if you do think the game is competitive, like the main guys for Phoenix are going to look pretty good. Um, let's move on to Denver and Golden State. So Nicole Jokic at 12-4. Um, Golden State's weak spot has been against the big. So I think he makes her a pretty safe spend up here. Should play big, big minutes. Barton, Gordon, more secondary plays. Keep an eye on Monty Morris if he can't go. Bones, Compaz are going to split the point guard duties. Both are going to be viable value plays. Um, and then if Zeke Naji can't go, Boogie probably plays the backup center and is a uh, play that you can look to in a larger field tournament. On the Golden State side, I mean, Steph Curry still feels a little bit overpriced, but he's always in play for tournaments. Klay Thompson had an awful shooting game. Still in for 20 fantasy points while shooting 3 of 14. Um, he's probably my favorite warrior here. He's been playing around 30 minutes in, cl- in close games. Wiggins, Poole, don't really stand out. Kaminga, if he continues to start, I think is a decent value. Played 28 minutes. Uh, last game was a little bit disappointing, but uh, he's relatively cheap. Um, and then Looney is 4-3. Like, they probably need him to play as many minutes as he can. So you could. this could be a game where Looney plays like around 30 minutes. I think he's a good value if he can stay out of foul trouble because Golden State really don't have many options to defend Nikola Jokic. All right, and finally, Utah and LA. So good matchup here for the Jazz. I think Donovan Mitchell makes a pretty good play at 9K. Should play uh, 35-ish minutes in a competitive game. Go Bear, they kind of took it easy in some minutes, plus you have the blowout. But if we get confirmation, there's no limitations. I think he's going to make for a pretty good spend up. The mid-range guys are all more secondary plays. Royce O'Neal, 4-3, more of a contrarian value play. There's really not much else I'm looking to in Utah. And with the Lakers, not much here either. LeBron, questionable, 80 probable. Expect both to play. Not necessarily the best spot. I mean, THT's played well um, last couple games, 24, 30 minutes. I guess he's probably the value play you look to if you're going to target someone in the Lakers. But um, yeah, guys, I think that's really it for the Lakers, and that's going to wrap it up for the video as well. So again, if you've been enjoying the YouTube content, uh, make sure to hit that like button, start aim for 100 likes, subscribe, hit the notification bell. As always, I really appreciate all you guys' support. 
Uh, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I will see you guys all in the next one.